Today we are broadcasting from Nipaluna, Lutruwita. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this land and elders past, present and emerging. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us this morning. For a feel-good start to another day. This is Triple M Breakfast. Triple M Breakfast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Tubes Taylor and Kaz McMullen. <laughs> Wasn't it a... Bumper show. A bumper issue. It was. It was good. We Well, we started out the show by talking about our appearance... On Sunrise. Yes, because we haven't talked about that enough. We haven't shared that. You'll hear more about that in the podcast. You'll also hear from Brian O'Reilly's, the president of the Oatlands District Football Association. And, Kaz, we had another special guest. We had a few special people wandering. Who Why did we have? wouldn't you? We had the Prime Minister of Australia. That's the first time I've ever met the Prime Minister. Same. Oh. Have you met any other Prime Ministers? Yes. Which ones? Uh, Bob Hawke. You met Bob Hawke? I've got a Bob Hawke story that I may or may not tell one day. Excellent. Any others? Uh, are, you, are you alluding to the fact that I may have met all of them because I'm of a certain age? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I met Julia Gillard. Oh, yes. I've met Julia Gillard. She was, yes. she was great too. Haven't met any others. So maybe that's... Maybe they... Hmm. Well, Julia Gillard ended up getting mm. shooed off, didn't she? But anyway, here's what you missed, Hobart. A massive chat with Prime Minister Anthony Albanese and, of course, Brian O'Reilly from the ODFA. You've had a big week. It's been pretty big for me yes. and for you. Your second, well, you know, <laughs> it's big for me, yeah, but considering this is your second week as a full-time radio host, <laughs> you've been on... Sunrise. We've been on national TV th- That was this pretty week. good, wasn't it? That for, was fun. For, for Queen Mary. Yes. Catch up was... with that on our socials. We'll, if you didn't see that. Yeah, on our Triple direct M. direct links with royalty. <laughs> Triple M Hobart, where you can go and have a watch of Kaz and I on Sunrise. We haven't even mentioned it, to be honest. I know, because it's just normal to us now, isn't it? Matt and Nat giving us a bit of shtick. Yeah, they were. But we were giving it back, to be fair. Just when you, yeah, of course, that's the Tassie way. <laughs> and if it couldn't get any bigger in your second week in radio after being on national television, the Prime Minister of Australia is coming into the studio to meet you. Well, he did hear about us. <laughs> He's gone, who are these guys? Who are tubes? I'll pop in. He knows who I am. I wonder if he's going to, where, he, where, where will he park? I wonder if he'll park in. I don't know. He'll probably just, I reckon, surely he walks. I wonder where he stays. Does he stay at Government House? Yeah, that's what I mean. Does he? Where does he stay when he comes to Hobart? Or does he, you know, get a room out at the Crown Plaza or something? Don't know. I, don't, I actually don't know. A pavilion at Mona and he ferries in. I, I, or he comes in on the bike track. I don't think that's his style. Mona. Well, he can't go on the light rail, can he? Because no, he we don't can't. have one. Can't, he can go on the ferry, but not a public ferry. Mm. Not the public transport ferry. Anyway. <laughs> it's Triple M Breakfast. Producer Rhea from the Triple M Producers Desk is in the studio to give us an update on news. Good morning, Rhea. Good morning. What's making news? So health department data published by the Parliamentary Inquiry into Ambulance Ramping has revealed 136 people have died in our public hospitals after being ramped. So within 24 hours of being admitted after being ramped for an extended period. So an extended period is considered more than 30 minutes. 
So we had 44 in the last financial year, which is nearly one death a week, um, which is up by quite a bit, which was 16 in 2018 to 19. Uh, 19 to 20, it was 18 deaths. 20 to 21, it was 30 deaths. 21 to 22, it was 28. And then 22, 23, it's that 44 deaths. And, you know, if you if that's your family and friends and you're listening, we are really sorry. Absolutely. We're talking about these like they're figures, but they are people. People mm. who have lives and who have family members and who matter. Yep. And who didn't have to die. Absolutely. That's what upsets me. And that's what will upset the families of those people. It isn't good enough. It's it- really not. So Tassie patients are being ramped for 16, 16 times longer than they were eight years ago. Right, so we've got to fix this. And, and like, how? You know, we've got our urgent care clinics. Mm-hmm. We've got the Prime Minister coming in today. We've got uh, a federal health minister. We've got our local premier and local health minister that need to get together and just fix it. So Haksu is saying that we need more resources, but Health Minister Guy Barnett in the state, the state health minister, he said about 40% of presentations to the emergency department are semi-urgent or non-urgent, often more appropriately treated by a GP or other primary health services. We have repeatedly called on the federal government to urgently outline its plan to adequately invest in Medicare to ensure GP clinics remain financially viable so that Tasmanians can see a doctor when they need to. It's just more of that buck passing that we... Mm. This we is what keep I, seeing. I think most Tasmanians will be frustrated with this. Absolutely. Someone take responsibility. Someone, not responsibility for what's happened, but what is going to happen. Or yep. go down to the emergency at 2am and just sit and watch. Just sit there yep. and watch what happens. Exactly. I, I, we've all been there. At, you it's know. an education thing too, though, Kaz, yeah. about where people need to go when they are not critically ill. That yeah. they can go to an urgent care clinic. But they can, can they? Well, this is the thing, Where Kaz, do you isn't park? No, exactly. Just, where do you park? Where, do you park, when you go to the, where do you park when you go to the Royal, though? That's right. That's well, I mean, it, it's, all, it's all just, you know what it is. It's this. <laughs> it is a cluster fiasco. It really is. It is. And, like, it is. it is all over the place. Mm. And we can't get the critical care that we need. And, and, and the fact that people, Tasmanians, are... Dying, waiting for critical help is not good enough. That, so the question is for the Prime Minister next. Who's, gonna, who's going to take responsibility for this? Who's going to do it? Absolutely. Rhea from the Triple M Producers Room, thanks so much for the update. No worries. Triple M Breakfast. We love hearing your texts. 0488881073. Got a quick joke here, Kaz. I hope you haven't read this one yet because it's quite funny. Yet. It comes from... AC in Bronte Park. So shout out to Bronte Park, right Where's in the Bronte? middle right in the middle of Tassie, basically. A little bit further west of Oatlands, on your way to Derwent Bridge. Okay. On your way to the west coast. Beautiful part of the world. Hello to Shane in the shop there who we visited on the way to Queenstown. He showed us a baby wombat, amongst other things. <laughs> so this one comes from Ace in Bronte Park. What have what has five toes? And is not your foot. What has I, five I, I toes? I don't know. What has five toes, Tubes, and, and is, is not, not my foot? Is not your foot. My foot. <laughs> that, is, that is one of the dumbest jokes I've ever, I've ever heard, Ace. And it's really tickled Kaz Pink. <laughs> it's Triple M Breakfast. 
Kaz, you had a little excursion yesterday afternoon. I'm back on the home maintenance. I'm settling into a routine. Are you the home maintenance are you? You're I the am. one that does the home maintenance. I am the painter. Good. Sander. Good. Gardener. Cleaner. Everything. I, I do everything. I like control. I like control. And, you know, <laughs> I grew up with, you know, you, don't, you didn't get someone and you did it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so... I had to go off and... Well, actually, my project at the moment is my back lawn. Yes. Took up a... We got rid of a sand pit because my child is growing up. Good morning, Alex. So Doesn't like of, the sand pit anymore. No, it wasn't. It was just the cats using it as a litter box. Exactly. Cats, jerks. And I was trying to attract the cats, but, you know, got rid of it. It's a big <laughs> gaping hole in the backyard, which we had to fill. So I got the pile of dirt for Christmas. Yes. The birds have been eating my... Lawn seed, so I had to toddle off to Bunnings yesterday afternoon and, and get some more bird seed. So I ran into a great guy out there, Michael. Good morning, Michael. Had a chat to him and was carrying around my lawn seed in a box. You know how you can sort of squeeze it and the box opens a little bit? And so I'm looking at all the things I need to fix because sometimes you just buy things to fix things and they sit in your cupboard or your shed for years anyway. So there I go. I need some. Pruners, I need a new. I, I don't want a whippersnipper. Going. I want the what's the next model of whippersnipper? The more serious one. Brush I need, cutter. I need a brush cutter. Mm. Bit worried about myself and a brush cutter because I'm a bit you know hit and miss and I, I don't pay a lot of attention. But anyway, I'll get some brush cutter training. Walking all the way, did a couple of laps up and down the aisles of Bunnings. Got to the checkout. Wondered why people were looking at me, and the. The grass seed had a little, like had a little hole in the bottom, and I'd left a trail like I was Hansel and Gretel or something. I'm the Bunnings Gretel, they call me now. I don't think that <laughs> your grass seeds are going to grow in the concrete, because that's not so how well, it works. If you see all the grass seed at Bunnings, that was me. This Friday night, the Tasmania Football Club is inviting the community to the Oatlands ex-servicemen and women's club at 6.30pm to discuss what the fabric of the Tasmania Football Club looks like. To talk us through all things Oatlands and all things Tasmania football is one of the great people of Tasmania. Good morning to you, Brian O'Reilly. Hey, talk it up. <laughs> I did talk it up, didn't I? Hey, hey Bro- Albo and, and I on the one show... Is it raiding time, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Brian, this is Kaz. Kaz, this is Brian. Hi, Brian. I'm looking at pictures of your beautiful town and wow. Wow, You're allowed to visit any time. Thank you. And we'll show you around. Like Tubes is an ambassador nearly. Oh, has he got the key to Oatlands? (laughs) Yeah, we've been to all the right places, even out to Mount Pleasant. I've been everywhere, Brian. Now, Kaz, with Brian, we've got to sort of keep him tight, okay? Okay. So he's one of these blokes that just goes, yeah, fully rogue. He's one of those units that goes rogue. Now, Brian, what's happening in Oatlands this Friday night? Now, that's for you to tell you to tell me because I don't know much about it. All I know is Jack Rewalt and yourself and a heap of other people coming up. We're talking Believe Tasmania, the team, and it's been right around the state now. There's only a couple to go, isn't there? And then they have a two-hour forum. But do you do much talking or does Jack or how does it work? Abby Green's there as well, the former North Melbourne and Collingwood ruck. And and myself and Jack will be up on the stage and we're talking to people about what they want the Tasmanian team to feel like, to look like, what the essence of that team is going to be. And Jack talks about the fabric, Brian. So you'll be there, won't you? 
Yeah, the ownership of we're trying to get people to own the side, aren't we? Absolutely. So the big, yeah, uh, you're a big part of it up there in the bush footy in the Oatlands District Footy Association. Yep, I'll be there, and I think I was the first person to nominate. I've been trying to drum up support. Oh, listen to and, him. Um, Pump your own <laughs> yeah, tyres but, up a bit, Brian. No, no, it's just, it's good good for Tassie, good for everyone, and we need to all get on board, and that's what I'm hoping this will achieve. And I think it has by the precedent that it's got. What do you think it needs to look like, Brian? Um, It's just got to be embraced by the whole of of Tasmania when, when it gets going, Will. Um State football, having one team in one state is great. Um, it'd be better if Port Adelaide wasn't in South <laughs> Australia. <laughs> in South Australia. But no, it, it's it's a real focus and it's about team, about spirit of the whole community. It's about ownership and all the good things. Yeah. Now, Kaz, you, you've only been to Oatlands. Oh, I've been a few. Like, we all know Oatlands. You've got the, the windmill. But yep. you've got... The largest collection of sandstone Jordan Georgian buildings yep. in Australia. Yep. Like, I'd be proud. You are old. <laughs> yep. And they I, are good-looking sandstone buildings. Sandstone buildings and history are my sport, right? Yep. Like, you can have your footy and your and your. Cricket Kaz, and you, oh, but I just want to wander around and Kaz hug, is coming hug up your for the sandstone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come to the Bullock Festival next year. Yeah, I've, already, year. I've already worded up, Brian. Yep. The Oatlands event is happening, as I said, at the Oatlands Ex-Servicemen and Women's Club, 6.30pm, Friday, January 19, which is <laughs> tomorrow night. You can get your tickets and register at believetasmanian.com.au. There's this Oatlands event Friday night, Saturday night, it'll be in Scottsdale, and then on Sunday, it'll be in Launceston. Brian, we better can, let you go. Uh, can, can I you... tell you a bit of history? Yes, Ver- please. Yes, See, please. Very Did quickly. you know Tunbridge, which you bypass? Yes. They won four flags from 52 to 1970. So they had a footy team there. They competed in the Oatlands and District. And back then, it was a real community. And I think the last time they won in, in 1970... They had a road gang station there for six months building the road, and they didn't go home on the weekends. They just played footy for, for Tunbridge. And These that's why footy stories. is so that's important. History. That is brilliant. Brian O'Reilly, I'll chat to you tomorrow night. Make sure uh, the Anzac biscuits are warm and chewy. Okay. <laughs> Good on you. That's <laughs> nice Brian to see you. Brian O'Reilly, believetasmanian.com.au to register for those. Fabric of the Tasmania Football Club events. Go the Crows. It's Triple M Breakfast. The Triple M Prize Wheel. We've got loads of prizes, and every single morning before 7 o'clock on Triple M Breakfast with Kaz and Tubes, we give you the chance to spin it, and today we cross to Robin from Lauderdale. Good morning, Robin. Uh, good morning, Tubes and Kaz. How are you? We are flying, Robin. Where do we find you today? Uh, just we're past Tunbridge. Just past? Oh, you're on the road today, Robin. Yes, yes, on the road in truck today. And what are you doing today, Robin? Oh, just just going to deliver some containers up to the boat. Love it, hmm. love it. Uh, did you, yeah. as you drove past Tunbridge, we just heard Brian O'Reilly, the Oatlands District Footy Association president, talk about the history of the Tunbridge Football Club. Could you see the footy oval from the top of your truck? Uh, no, I didn't look, but I did hear the gentleman talking. You heard him? Yes. didn't look. That's yes. okay. What's the weather like on the roads today? Um, it's not raining, the sun's out, which is kind of good for people that are travelling. certainly is. The yes. sun is out. We're supposed to, did you cop a bit of rain 
yesterday in the truck? Uh, no, we were home yesterday. Yeah, it really rained really badly. Certainly did. Mm. Yes. Kaz, what number yes. have we got there? Uh, we've got number 39. Number 39. Are you happy with that, Robin? Yes, we are. Yes, I am. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks to Rido the Bottle O, your local independent bottle shop, you've got a six pack of cider. There you Ooh. go. Oh, wonderful. My husband will love that because I don't drink. Well, you can <laughs> treat him and hopefully he, tre- he will treat you a little bit later on. Uh, hopefully. It's eight minutes to seven, Robin. You have a lovely day. Be safe on the road. Yes, I will. Thank you. Bye. What, what's your husband's name? Andrew. Shout out to Andrew as well. That is Robin from Lauderdale. She is the recipient and winner of the Triple M Prize Award today. Triple M Breakfast. We are very, very pleased to have a special guest joining us in the studio this morning, Prime Minister of Australia, Anthony Albanese. Prime Minister, good morning. Wonderful to be here in the studio. Well, for starters, I better put your microphone yeah, yeah. on. That that is. Yeah, it, I reckon the interview will go better <laughs> yeah, if, uh, if you can if talk. It's two way rather than just uh, just one. I'm the learner in this in no, this room. To be fair, Prime Minister, I've only been on this side operating the panel for a couple of weeks now, and that's the first time I've mucked up and with see, the biggest a, name. The in little straight. light there's the key. You it see. Certainly helps, doesn't it? Uh, You've been with the visit, visiting the workers down at Tassel and in the Huon region the last couple of hours. I, I'd say you hours because <laughs> you've only been here about uh, a day. Uh, what brings you to Tassie? Well, I wanted to go down there with uh, Julie Collins and uh, with Brian Mitchell and, and Senator Urquhart yesterday to meet the workers and to acknowledge the important role that the salmon industry plays in employing around about 5,000 people uh, in Good, well-paid jobs. It was fantastic to have a chat with them yesterday and to see the work that they did do. Years ago, in 2007, I went down to the, the Huon there and we promised a water infrastructure project to add to the water supply. And that's all happened, up and running now. Uh, that's made a difference to the region. And it was good to be uh, here in Tasmania. I was, I was keen to get here early in, in the year. I love coming to Tasmania. I was here so many times uh, last year. And it's important, I think, to get out of Canberra and to be where people are. The Liberals on, are saying that you're not guaranteeing salmon farming in Macquarie Harbour and the Greens are furious that you've appeared alongside uh, Tassel in the an industry they are saying is threatening the Morgian skate. No fence-sitting here. Uh, will you guarantee farming in Macquarie Harbour or could it actually be banned if it's the only way to save that stingray? Well, we're doing the right thing, aren't we? If uh, you've got uh, the Liberals from one end and the Greens from another, uh, what I've said is those jobs are absolutely critical and we want to support the industry. We want to work on a win-win, not either-or. And that's one of the problems, I reckon, with politics today is that the Liberal Party are so negative in the way that they approach uh, things uh, federally in particular. Uh, Jeremy Rockliffe and I have had a a chat about the issues. We agreed that you want a sustainable industry and you want the industry to continue, uh, but you need to have proper environmental assessments according to the law, is what uh, Tanya Plibersek Uh, needs to do, she's required to do, it's not an option, uh, the consideration of the EPBC Act, and uh, she'll do that. But I'm very confident that we can work through ways in which uh, the sustainability of the industry uh, can be enhanced. That's something that 
the salmon industry want to do themselves. And when I was meeting with them yesterday, they're very confident that they can do so. How do you balance economy and sustainability? Well, you, you look for both because the, the truth is that when we have uh, breed cattle to eat, sheep, when we grow vegetables, all of it has an impact on aquaculture, all of it has an impact on the environment. What we need to do, so you can't just say, oh, look, we'll just shut everything down uh, because then uh, we have no industry, we have no jobs, and by the way, we have nothing to eat either. Mm. Uh, What you need to do is to make sure that industries are sustainable, work on these issues, follow the science, and that's precisely what uh, my position is, that you can do that and achieve good outcomes. There's already been major improvements in the sustainable practices of the salmon industry, but it's an important industry not just for Tasmania but for the nation as well. It's a major export industry. And if you just say, oh, well, everything's all too hard, we'll just shut things down, then those workers who I met with yesterday uh, who are engaged in good jobs are very proud of the products that they produce. And Tasmanians, I said yesterday that uh, with the exception of... uh, Queens, the export of Queens in recent (laughs) times, Uh, the salmon industry is a major export for Tassie. Yeah, Prime Minister, now I'm I'm new here, two weeks in. I'm a mum from Moona, our beautiful northern suburbs. The cost of living is worrying me. We will have Tasmanian kids going back to school this year and they're going to be hungry. So what are you doing to help our Tasmanian families? Well, the first thing that that, uh, I'd say about that is that we're examining all of the supermarkets and making sure that consumers, those mums and dads going to the supermarket, can get things at the cheapest possible price. So we've got the ACCC uh, Mm -hmm. undertaking that work. We've got Dr Craig Emerson doing an inquiry about whether the voluntary code of conduct needs an element of mandating. And we've got a Senate inquiry as well. But in addition to that, we're doing measures like urgent care clinics. There's one right here in Hobart, one of the four around Tasmania uh, that has seen uh, thousands of Tasmanians get that health care they need for free. We've got uh, fee-free TAFE uh, operating as well. And I've been to the TAFE here in Hobart uh, where people are doing everything from nursing to carpentry to electrical, all for free. So you get those skills, uh, taking pressure off people. And today, Chris Bowen, uh, my energy minister, will be here in Tasmania announcing uh, some uh, $16 million uh, for uh, energy efficiency measures, solar panels, etc., on public housing, on social housing. So we cut down those bills. Uh, we've got a range of measures. We're examining whether there's more that we can do because we understand that cost of living pressures are the number one priority and that's the priority of my government. Are you concerned about that though? Because these things do take time. Of course. And that's why we've continued to kick in. If you look at uh, cheaper medicines, reducing the price from $42.50 down to $30 began in January 1 last year. Uh, That has made an enormous difference to people who need those regular medicines. Cheaper childcare began on July 1 last year. Uh, We have other measures that kicked in, including uh, the tripling of the bulk billing incentive for Medicare uh, kicked in at the end of last year. We have more measures that uh, kicked in in January 1. We're continuing to look 
all the time at what can we do to take pressure off cost of living whilst not putting pressure on inflation? Because there's no good if you reduce the cost of something, but then you put inflationary pressure on and it goes up. Mm. And and frankly, uh, the figures that came through just a couple of weeks ago showing inflation had fallen down to 4.3 from 4.9 uh, exceeded all expectations. It shows that it's heading in the right direction, but there is more work to do. Tasmania's emergency departments, as far as our health system go, are quite overwhelmed. We've seen ambulance ramping here, and I know that there's a bit of argy-bargy between the federal government and the state governments. We've heard from Health Minister Guy Barnett, and I'll quote him, we've repeatedly called on the federal government to urgently outline its plan to adequately invest in Medicare to ensure GP clinics remain financially viable so that Tasmanians can see a doctor when they need to, unquote. I feel like this argument between the federal government and the state government is not coming up with solutions. How do you feel about that? Whose fault is it that I can't go and see a GP? Well, you know what people are interested in? Solutions. They're not interested in the sort of pass the buck attitude of uh, Guy Barnett's quote there. They're interested in people coming up with solutions. When Jeremy Rockliffe was the health minister as well as the premier, uh, we announced at the hospital in Devonport a really innovative program whereby the, essentially the state would employ uh, people to be medical students to go through the system in return for. Uh, them guaranteeing to spend time in regional and rural Tasmania. And that was a really innovative program uh, announced over a four-year period that uh, will make a difference. That's one of the things we're doing. Tripling the bulk billing incentive, something that uh, Guy Barnett's party uh, never did federally. When Peter Dutton was the health minister, he tried to abolish bulk billing uh, by having a, a compulsory fee every time people visited the doctor. So there wouldn't have been any free visits. That would have completely destroyed Medicare. Uh, we knocked that off uh, under the uh, former government. And what we did instead last year, the tripling of the bulk billing incentive was the largest injection of new money into Medicare since Medicare was created by the Hawke Labor government. So we've done that as well. And the urgent care clinics that are operating around Tasmania, uh, four of them, there's been an enormous number of people uh, have already been to urgent care clinics, uh, some 11,000 people since they opened at the end of uh, July. Uh, that is taking pressure off the hospital system because that's 11,000 people who would have appeared at emergency departments for things that really weren't life-threatening but needed that urgent care. The education around that, is, is difficult, though, Prime Minister, in that I feel people are still going to a, the Royal Hobart Hospital or the Launceston General Hospital or the Northwest General Hospital with issues that could be solved by a GP. Yeah, How well, do you that, communicate that? That's what well, we communicate it through interviews like this. <laughs> uh, there's one in Lonnie, one in the Northwest, and one in and two, two in yeah. fact, in mm-hmm. Hobart. Uh, so they're very successful. I've been there uh, with uh, with the Premier and with uh, local members uh, here, uh, both uh, uh, Julie Collins and Brian Mitchell, but also Andrew Wilkie uh, there. And they know 
uh, that they're operating. And when we were there, uh, you know, we didn't line up the patients who were there getting care, uh, either for themselves or for their kids. All of them were incredibly satisfied. Instead of spending hours at emergency departments, they got seen to really quickly. Uh, they got the care that they need, uh, be it a broken arm or, or stitches that were required, and they got it for free. All they need is their Medicare card, uh, not a credit card, and that makes an enormous difference. Prime Minister, what are your plans for Tasmania specifically in 2024? Uh, to continue to support the economy here, I want to uh, assist in the uh, building and construction of housing here is a, a major issue, and Julie Collins our housing minister, of course, is a great Tasmanian, very passionate about affordable housing. So we've got the increased money that we have through the Social Housing Accelerator build to build additional social housing dwellings. We've got the announcement today about making uh, it cheaper for people who live in those dwellings. And in addition to that, I want to see uh, the Tasmanian government to work on planning so that there's additional housing development. In addition to that, I uh, want to see projects like Marinus Link and others uh, proceed and progress uh, because they'll bring economic benefit uh, to Tasmania as well. Well, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us on Triple M. Great to be here and have a wonderful day here in Hobart. Taz and Tubes for breakfast. Well, Kaz. Woo! Still, we're still. Well, we. There's a lot of people that come around with the Prime Minister. I just looked out the window and. That's a worse park than mine. I I don't think it's a park, though. I think it's a... The Prime Minister's car is in the car park here at Triple M and Kaz has looked out the window and said, don't know what you're complaining about, Tubes. That's car park's worse than mine. And the Prime Minister's entourage... There's a few of them. We can see them all. I might take some photos of them. We'll give them away. They've quite selfishly parked. Yeah. (laughs) Can they hear us, Rhea? Can they hear us? Can they hear us, Rhea? They can, and they're um, also commenting on Kaz's Park, which is... Oh, are they? Yours is average today. No, it's pretty good. You're pretty much on the line. One of your tyres is on the line. I I, I pity the poor person who's to park next to you. (laughs) I used to... I was reverse parking in, but then everyone came back from holidays, and there are more cars there now, and now I can't... There's too much pressure. Just, oh, I go back to who, who taught you how to drive? My dad. Johnny. Morning, Johnny. Daddy Johnny. And I was 28 <laughs> when I got my licence <laughs> because my dad used to drive me everywhere. Oh, good on you, Johnny. What a guy. And hey? we had good buses back in the <laughs> 80s. You could get on a bus whenever you wanted. It's Triple M Breakfast. Kaz, I don't know if you know this, but just before Christmas, in fact, I think it might have been October... I saw a movie for the very first time ever at yep. at the State Cinema. We had an 80s movie night at the State Cinema where Hobart voted for the best 80s movies. Oh, we ended okay. up watching Oh, Rhea, what was that? What was the movie we the first one? Not the one I'm not the one I saw. The first movie was What was it? What was it called, Ray? The first movie. Back to the Future. The Princess Bride. Princess Bride, Princess Bride, that's what okay. it was. Okay, so I'd never seen The Princess Bride, and that was great. Watched that first. Second movie that we got to was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'd never, never seen, seen it? it. Never seen it until October last year. And that's fine. People quote it, and I know, I know, like, 
the Bueller, Bueller. I know it's all from. Mm. What are some of the other quotes? I don't know. But anyway, I watched it for the first time ever in October last year. Well, during the holidays, we went to uh, my father-in-law's shack at Port Arthur, and he has a DVD player down there. Oh, good. Yes. And for the first time ever, Erin and her dad, my partner Erin, put the DVD of Ferris Bueller's Day Off on for my six-year-old Molly and my four-year-old Ray. And we sat and watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And they loved it. In the week (laughs) leading up to us coming back to radio, keep in mind I'd never seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off before Mm -hmm. October. In the week coming back to work, so we came back to work on the 8th of January. Between the 1st and the 8th of January, my kids watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off six times. Wow. Six times. So now I can quote heaps of different lines. Heaps of different lines. My kids have worn out that DVD of my father-in-law's. Unbelievable. So going from zero watches to... At least seven. And since then, they just constantly want to get it up there. And my my four-year-old son says this quote, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Oh. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> so what I want to do now is because we had the 80s movies, yes. I want to move on to the 90s movies. Oh. So I'd love to hear, Hobart, what 90s movies I should see because I have not seen many 90s movies at all. We didn't we just weren't movie watchers back in my childhood growing up. So nineties movies, give us your recommendations. Oh four double eight double eight one oh seven three. Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. That was heavily featured in the eighties uh, movies. Was that Top Gun? I'm pretty sure it was Top yeah, Gun. Yeah, did you see the the Top Gun two? Oh yeah. Have you seen that? That's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I purposely had to go and watch the first Top Gun. Before I saw Maverick, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. So we, I, I haven't seen a lot of movies, hadn't seen Top Gun before that. <gasps> and during Top Gun Maverick, I was sitting in the um, in the theatre with my partner Erin, who we went along, and I think I was embarrassing her a little bit. Were you singing or were you wearing aviator No, I was saying sunglasses. stuff like, here we go! Oh, yeah! <laughs> when they started playing volleyball in their jeans and... Oh. No, they play football in... Volleyball in their jeans in the first one. The second one, they play like a f- um, an American football. And I was like, yes, here we go. <laughs> You'd be fun to go to the movies with. Uh, so are we going to have a movie night, do you I'd, think? I, I, I would Let's like to. That. I'd like to have an – we had the 80s movie night, but up to you, Hobart. 0488881073. What 80s movies or 90s movies should we have in our movie night? Yeah. How, how good would that be? Wind the clock back to the 80s and 90s. Get some movies night, movie nights going. I will do either one one of two things while I'm watching a movie. One, scroll my phone. <laughs> two, sleep. <laughs> it's triple M breakfast. Surf Life Saving Tasmania has put a warning out for blue ring octopus in the north of the state. Not it, the south. That's good. Well, I'm sh- look, a blue ring octopus is can be fatal, mm-hmm. like generally deadly. Okay. Don't touch them. Don't touch sea creatures. <laughs> Don't look at them. But I can, I, this is not – this is real. My, I can remember being legitimately terrified of a blue-ringed octopus as a kid. It, I don't know whether my parents or whether my school 
or what happened to me as a kid, but I can remember being properly scared of blue ringed octopus. Now, they're tiny. They are the size of a tennis ball maximum. So oh, they're very, they? very small, yes. You should never, ever touch them because they are deadly. But I can remember even now when I drive the old, old coast road between Burnie and Ulverston along through Penguin that way, there's a place there called Goat Island. And for some reason, whenever I drive past Goat Island, I think of the Blue Ring Octopus and how terrified I, I was of them. Why Goat Island? I don't I don't know. I just Is there th- an angry goat looking at you or something? It, no, it looks like a goat. Goat Island looks like a goat on its side, I think. So a goat's nose. Well, that's what? again I, I think that's I think that's the reason. Is it even called Goat Island or yeah, did you just call it Goat Island because I'm pretty sure it's called Goat Island. Hey mum, looks like a goat. It's goat the old Island. coast road between Alveston and Penguin. But that's what I associate with the Blue Ring Octopus and I still think about how terrified I was when I was a kid. Well, there you go. Don't t- don't touch them. Don't look at them. Don't you got any poke them? Fear and trauma from when you were younger, like that. Oh. I've asked you that off the top of your head, but I think no is the answer. <laughs> I'm not very outdoorsy. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> be careful out there, folks. Sea creatures that can kill you. The blue ringed octopus, Taz life save, surf life saving. Put out a warning. <laughs> You can catch everything you missed via the Listener app, including our full chat with the Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, L-I-S-T-N-R. Download it for free today. In fact, during the Hobart International Tennis, the Triple M roadies were at the event. Yes, they were. Asking Hobart to download the Triple M Listener app, where you can get a wealth of audio. And one of those people that downloaded... The app was Luke from Howden. Good morning, Luke. Morning. You went to the Hobart International, Luke? Yeah, yeah, we did. It was very good. You had a good time? Yeah, yeah, we went We went almost every day, actually. And the highlights for you, Luke? Uh, I think the highlight was seeing Dasha play. She was pretty cool to see live. Yeah, Dasha Seville, of course, the Australian wildcard that made her way into the Hobart International Tournament after coming back from a knee reconstruction in 2022. Had a sensational tournament, Luke. Yeah, no, she played very well. Now very, you visited. Cool to see her. You visited the Triple M Roadies at the Hobart International. Yes, we sure did. And what did they ask you to do? Ah, uh, so we took a photo and we, um, if you didn't already have it, you downloaded the Listener app and you signed up. Have you been listening to us on that listener app, Luke? Um, this <laughs> say yes. Week, <laughs> say yes. Yes, absolutely. Because we're I, there. Heaps of cool stuff on the listener Loads app. of stuff on the listener app. You, you can uh, have, showcase it for yourself. So sign up, download it today, search for Triple M Breakfast with Cows and Tubes, download it today. Now, Luke, by being there at the Hobart International, you signed up for the listener app for free, of course. And you went into the draw for $1,000. And I'm happy to tell you, Luke, you have won 1000 bucks. Oh Congratulations. God. Oh, that's amazing. What does $1,000 mean to you, Luke? Oh, well, quite a bit. Um, I'm a um, classical pianist, so, um, you know, that's, um, it's a, quite a bit for me. <laughs> that's unbelievable, Luke. How, how do you earn money being a classical pianist? Oh, mainly a little bit of performing and a bit of teaching. 
Unbelievable, Luke. Well, you are <laughs> you are the recipient of our thousand dollars thanks to the Hobart International, of course, the listener app, and here at Triple M. Well done. Great. Thanks so much. That is Luke from Howden walking away with a thousand dollars just by downloading the listener app. It's Triple M breakfast. Oh four double eight double eight one oh seven three is the text line. My kids have been watching Ferris Bueller's Day Off flat out. In fact, I, I think we've we've put a little ban on Ferris Bueller's Day Off because they literally watched it, I think, six times in eight days. He needs a day off. Ferris Bueller needs a day off. So does Dad from that movie that I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't think was that good. I feel like Ferris was a bit of a jerk to his best friend. Was Ferris um, Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker's famous husband? Yes. Okay. Matthew Broderick. I don't know his name. I just know him as Sarah Jessica Parker's husband. I want to go to London and see the play they're in at the moment. Let's oh, go to London. Been... So I, that was a, I watched that movie off the back of Hobart saying that that was the best 80s movie. Mm. Along with The Princess Bride. We saw that at the State Cinema on an 80s movie night. Great night. So you narrowed it down and that was the they number the two. one. They were the two. two. Yep. Okay. Are we going to do it again with yeah, the 90s? I'd like to do it with the 90s or maybe another 80s one. I don't know. What 90s. do you think, Hobart? Love to hear your 90s movie suggestions. 0488881073 is the text line. Andrea from Claremont has said, Independence Day, Armageddon, Batman Forever, Encino Man, Jumanji, Bad Boys, Austin Powers, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, Biodome, Ace Ventura. That is a fair list you've got there, Andrea. Was the 90s, though, Tubes, the, the start of the big budget, big movie? Yeah, like Titanic. That, was that 90s? That was 90s. Pulp Fiction was 90s. Mm. Uh, these are all good movies that I have seen. Mm. I definitely don't want to see Titanic again. Yawn. I know what happens. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> could have. He could have fit on that door, Kaz. Oh, he could have. <laughs> But love to get your suggestions, Hobart, 0488881073. A text come in here. Goodfellas, Silence of the Lambs, Pulp Fiction, Groundhog Day, Fargo, Boogie Nights, The Matrix, Reservoir Dogs, Toy Story, Fight Club, The Big Lebowski, Lion King. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen most of those. The only ones in that list I haven't seen will be Goodfellas, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, this is something you probably don't know about me, Kaz. I don't watch scary movies. No, I Life, don't watch. I have seen Silence of the Lambs, though. Life is too scary as it is. Yes. No, thank you. I uh, haven't seen Fargo and haven't seen Boogie Nights. You haven't seen Boogie Nights? No. I can't remember all of these. My memory's going. I need to re-watch them. Three of the best, says Andrew in Richmond. Terminator 2, Happy Gilmore and Scream. Cheers, Andrew. Scream night, we're not watching horrors. Romeo and Juliet, 1996. Love Ooh. that. Matt in Claremont says, Training Day, Casino, Boys in the Hood. Thanks, Matt. Matthew, love your texts coming through. 0488 Kaz, we've been talking 90s movies. Yes. A Night at the Roxbury, 1998. Oh, Thanks good. very much. Bad Boys for Life, says Matt in New Norfolk. Thank you very much. Last Action Hero, Classic Tubes. Jake the Must, says Jason from Dromedary. I think that's called Once for Warriors. Okay. Were we going to the video shop in the 90s? Yes, we we were. were. I've still got a Video City card because I'm a hoarder. (laughs) I need to find it. I still love going to the video shop. Yeah, me too. The seven weeklies for seven bucks. Those were the days. Gee, it was hard to choose. 
We used oh. to end up, always ended up with wrestling videos, me and my brother. Oh. And then the new releases that they were, they were like, just have the they covers. Were, they were five bucks. Yeah. The new releases. And then you got to have some free weeklies with your new release and then you'd be in there for an hour. Yeah. Ages. It's Triple M Breakfast. Every single day we give away $100 cold hard cash and it's easy as calling one triple three five three. Good morning to Brett from Baghdad. How are you? Uh, good, thanks, guys. How are you guys going? Flying, thank you. What's on for you today, Brett? Uh, I'm a flooring contractor, so I often do a little bit of work. Good, good. Uh, yeah, not too much else. That's the life <laughs> of a flora, yes. Brett, isn't it? That, that's it. That's what we do. Hey, Brett, can you test your buzzer, please? Uh, Brett. Beautiful. Let's go to Matthew from Claremont. Good morning, Matthew. G'day, guys. How are you going? Who's in the car with you today, Matthew? Uh, no one today, actually. I'm flying solo. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Now, this is Matthew. He's part of the Claremont Trivia Mafia. Oh, he knows when to call. Somehow he's got through. <laughs> that's that's Snug good. Through. Keep trying, Matthew. You will get through eventually. What's going on for you today? As little as possible, hopefully. I'm trying to take it easy. <laughs> take good, it Matthew. Easy. Can you test your buzzer, please? Matthew. Beautiful. All right, three questions, you fellas. If you get two correct, you will win a hundred bucks cash thanks to Creative's fifty thousand dollar first home builders boost on now by Creative Homes. Question number one: Which of the following Tassie locations is home to a big cherry? Is it A. Latrobe, B. Longford, Matthew, Brett, mm. Just, B. Incorrect, Matthew. Oh, no. Would you like to have a guess? Yeah, I'll go A. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Correct, well done. well done, Matthew. Nice work. All right, it. I knew it. you knew it. Did you know that, Matthew? Yeah, I actually did. Yeah. Okay, I'll believe you. Yeah. Question number two: What AFL team did Tasmanian Colby McKercher get drafted to? A. North Melbourne Kangaroos. B. Fremantle Dockers. Matthew. Matthew for the win. That's the North Melbourne Kangaroos. Correct, Matthew. You have won yourself a hundred bucks cash. Well done. Hey, Brett, bad luck. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Have a great day at work, won't you? And treat yourself somehow, Brett. Thanks, guys. See you next time. (laughs) No worries. Now, Matthew, as part of the Claremont Trivia Mafia, I believe you are to Tasmanians to perhaps come back tomorrow and risk your 100 bucks for 200 bucks, or you can take the money and run. I'll be back tomorrow, guys. Love it. Love that, Matthew. Matthew, the Claremont Mafia <laughs> is risking his hundred bucks cash for two hundred bucks tomorrow. Good on you, Matthew. Cheers, guys. He'll be back tomorrow to play Tassie Trivia. Thanks to Creative's fifty thousand dollar first home builders boost, which is on now by Creative Homes. We've got so many texts coming through on 04881873. Monique from the Durham Valley called in about the cost of living. She said she's noticed that Duck River Butter is $6.85 at Coles and Woolies, but if you go to Hill Street and the IGAs, you can get it for 6 bucks. Yeah, so why am I buying my Duck River to put on my pink eyes from the big supermarkets? No, well, you, should, you should be, not should now be shopping the at the IGA. IGA. Get myself some flowers while I'm there as well. I think I might buy myself some flowers from the IGA today. They do some great pre-packaged meals too at the IGAs. Do they? Have you been to the Rosetta IGA? No. Rosetta Store and Bakery? No. Hello, Dean. And Bakery. And the crew? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. They do 
they well, I don't know if they still do it. It's been a while since I've been out there, but they do this salmon pate. Don't eat salmon. Don't eat it. Don't touch it. I'm, don't want it. I'm saying for those that love their salmon, it's all time good. It's real, real good. Is it? Yeah, real good. I could go real there and get a good. party pie traveller when I buy my butter. Shannon from Randallise sent us in a picture. I thought it was I th- I thought it was Jeeveston. He's in actual Franklin. Oh. He sent a picture through and said, where am I, Tubes? I thought it was Jeeveston, but it's Franklin. Well done. Nice picture of the pub at Franklin. Deborah from Hobart says, hi, it's Deborah. I think the big supermarkets, i.e. Coles and Woolies, are rogues. They rip off farmers who do all the work and prices are through the roof. They should be ashamed of, them, ashamed of themselves. Not fair. Well, they're getting a bit of a checkout soon, aren't they? They're checking out the old supermarkets. So they hope they're doing... Going to fix what they're doing. And Rebecca in Renala says, it's absolutely freezing today compared to the last week or so. What a change in the weather. Still warm enough for a barbecue metro, though. <laughs> Hope you have a good day. Past hump day now on the up and up. Almost Friday and work week is over. Cheers. Good on you, Rebecca and Renala. You can text any time. 488 1073 We'll give you a ticket in the metro. It's Triple M Breakfast. Big show, Kaz, another one in the bag. That was a big one. I like Free Plug Friday, though, for a number of reasons. Yes. It's Free Plug Friday. Yes. For starters. So we hear from Hobart. So we give it away a meat tray. Oh, it's Meat Tray Friday. Mm-hmm. Meat Tray Friday. My favourite day. And Tassie Trivia is worth 200 bucks tomorrow. If you want to yes. take on the Trivia Mafia, you can call when we ask you to around 8.30. It's not hard to win money. You just... Choosing A or B. That's true. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day, Hobart. Treat yourself. (laughs) (laughs) What a time to be alive. Weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the listener app. It's Triple M.